Isn't today the Ides of March? Isn't today Caesar Caesar's? Yes, it is. Six. Yes. Got a yeah. Stabity stabity. In, in celebration. Two in celebration of that, I will uh, I will have a Caesar salad and oh. um, uh, maybe some crazy bread from uh, Little Caesars. Uh huh. Pizza, pizza. And uh, you know just. <laughs> All those culturally appropriate things are celebrating exactly. the death of Julius Caesar. Anyway, greetings and salutations and welcome once again to the Capeless Crusaders live at the time via a complicated web of wires, cables, and in some places, string, oddly enough. Not exactly sure uh, what's happening out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, it's called the internet. That's that's basically, yeah. Uh, so, um, I just blanked on my intro. So. Wow. So we are your number one. Allegedly podcast oh, really? for anything comic book related. My name is, of course, David Barry at DR Barry on varying social media platforms. I am joined this evening by the full crew. That is all four of the Capeless Crusaders. First, to my digital below on the, the screen. Uh, oh, yeah, we're all on different panels on here. Amy. Oh, I'm I'm that one apparently because i'm above david on this one this is amy you can find me at ij and you robot on the varying social media platforms if you're feeling frisky i do candy stuff on occasion too but technically i guess he is to my left wait that the one with the fingers that's doing the pointing and the confusing who are you oh hey i use the string for the internet because big brother can't track me this is super manderson Son of Mander and the only remaining crusader that has yet to introduce himself, the most electrifying man in podcastum. I don't know, is that a thing? Keeping with the Roman theme, what we do in life echoes in eternity. This is the Azorian one, Anthony Steves, Maximus Decimus. I need to watch that movie. I didn't know the Romans are British. I didn't realize that was. (laughs) Well, they're usually played by Brits. Yeah, a little Australian. Yeah. Um, yes, because when you put a British accent on an English speaking person in an American film, they're automatically anything that's not American. So the Gaul don't count anymore. No, hundred percent. Never. But why not? But ever since, ever since the, the Eagle or Wales, that's it. What about Ireland? Not Roman. Not Roman. They fought the Romans. Yeah, they're good. Heck yes. But go. Sorry, Doc, you confused face. I, I oh, my gosh. We, we were going his, his, from some history lesson, and I was enjoying it. And this episode <laughs> is brought to you in part by the Nerd on Nation, powered by Patreon. Patreon. Breathy in there. The Nerd on Nation allows us to keep the lights on and up our quality. As a member of the Nerd on Nation, for as little as $1, $5 a month, you get early access to episodes like this. Uh-huh. Discord community, nerdon.tv slash discord, bonus episodes, and so much more. Nerdon.tv slash Patreon. Patreon. Anderson, you just went dark. What happened? Are you We're okay? all confused. Did the string break? No. Yes, the string broke. <laughs> and a squirrel. They're, co- they're coming. They're coming. Oh, oh it's it's back. Okay. Yeah, they found you. They found you. Thank you. Did you, you support you... Patreon? My lights came back on. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Literally. Oh my gosh. No, it literally they thank you, Patreon <laughs> patrons of Patreon. And, and literally just sending Madison's electrical bill real fast. <laughs> For anything related to the Capeless Crusaders and NerdOn, you can head on over to thecapelesscrusaders.com, your hub for all things Crusaders. From there, you can find all of our content as well as the rest of the Nerd On podcast family. What? So, on so. this week's episode, 
We are going to go around the horn. We're going to talk about some news. We're going to talk about WandaVision because it was great. Uh, but before we get to that, I'm going to do something uh, I've never done on this show. Okay? Oh, my gosh. Wait, 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 wait. Are you going to show us your oh well Joan Cold Steve Austin cosplay? Oh, that's not what I'm going to go with. No. 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 It would be, be Undertaker. Or well, I know Nash his hair actually looks really, well, his hair looks really good for Undertaker, but I didn't want to just be like, it's looking good today, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, um, if you're a longtime listener to the show uh, yeah. or a friend of the show um, or, or anything like that, you know that... Um, that uh, imbibing alcohol is something that David Barry does not normally do. Uh, I am yeah. not a straight edge kid by any means, but I very rarely, I can count on one hand the number of times I've been inebriated. Mm. Uh, Two times with me in so, present company. I, I was there for We were there for one of them. One of them, yeah. Katie, Katie Sackoff, losing my mind. Um, so, <laughs> it was so good. I do so not good. drink very often. I have nothing against people who do. I'm not one of those people, but... I feel like celebrating. So <gasps> first, been back on the show for a couple episodes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Feeling good. Good. Um, second, yeah, uh, two days ago, I received my second uh, Pfizer COVID vaccine. Yeah. yeah. Um, no side effects. Feeling groovy. Super feeling soldier good. serum. Super no, soldier no, serum. No, no super strength. Nothing. Not yet. I, mean, I, 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 can, I can look at someone and, and immediately know the size of their penis, which is a really strange That superpower. counts. It's a weird that, Or if you don't have one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, but what, I, what I can say is uh, Steve's and, and, and Manderson, your mm-hmm. wives, very lucky. I can tell. Ah, thank you. Um, <laughs> good man. He's a good man. He's a yeah, great power. Yeah, I, I can thank Bill Gates and, and Soros for that. Um, your 5G's amazing. I got, yeah, I got my 5G's going off. I got my COVID shot. Um, today, uh, as of this recording, today um, I was able to see my best friend who just got out of the army after yeah. eight yes. years. Um, he he finished his uh, initial his enlistment. Yes, about a week ago. About a week ago, um, and he's doing a cross country drive to uh, to get his last of his good his stuff and head up uh, to Idaho. Nice. I get to see him. I get to hang out with him. He got to meet my son. Hmm. Um, so I had a I had a, a wonderful time. And being <gasps> oh, back in the crew, uh, so I'm going to. Uh, there it is, can of bottle opener. Oh. There's the pop top. It's his. Can, can we say what he's drinking? Can we say it? Uh, it's a it's a harvest moon. It's a harvest moon. And up. Mm. It's uh, a blue moon. Blue. If you're, if you're under 21, I'm drinking water. Mm-hmm. Water with orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it works, right? Anyway, so skull. Uh, cheers. Prost. Yeah, skull. Yeah, there you go. Prost. This is not Belgium, but hey. Yeah, you need orange. You need oranges. Why didn't we give this man a Corona? Somebody get that man a Corona and some salt. He's not ready. You guys drink that all the time? (laughs) I do with salt and lime. It tastes less like beer. But I do have... When you drink your Corona, you say, I don't have friends. You're very robotic there. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus. Am I here? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Okay, I was, I was gonna say when I, you I, have I, Corona, I, we eventually got your, your Fast and the Furious reference. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> that's all I had. That's all I had. That's all I had. There's a squirrel chewing. There's a, there's a squirrel chewing through your string for your internet too. With my Patreon, yeah, Comcast. Is the one. <laughs> 
But he's right. drinking beer. You don't drink beer. You drink margaritas mm. and fancy, delicious yum yum things. I do. I do every now and then. But again, don't forget, as of this recording, the, the day we're recording tomorrow is Austin three sixteen day. Exactly. So I mean, I save one for tomorrow. Have a okay. beer for that. There you go. Um, just it's it's a great time. So I wanted to celebrate. I'm enjoying being back with you. And this is the first time we've had a full crew in what yeah. feels like forever. We've, we've yeah, a long time. For the first time, we've assembled in forever. There we go. There'll be music. There. Anyway, um, be light. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, welcome to the Cable Crusaders live hey. at the time. I already said that part. There is the part. Um, we did that jam. Do you know what else we like to do, David? When you are back. When I'm back. When I'm having a brewski mm. with, with the crew. Mm-hmm. We are. There it is. Uh, you like to go <laughs> around the horn. Hey, hey, you don't heard Fuck the news. Yes. You don't heard the news. They are buried drinking beer again. Yeah. <laughs> it's Belgian. He's, Belgians. He's having a Belgian thing. What? 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 I said he's having a Belgian thing. What? I said he said. Do you hear me? <laughs> you hear me? They're Belgians up in here. There's I don't even know what that was. I, I like the Belgians. They're Barry three sixteen so. says I just comicked your ass. There we there go. It is. That's a really yeah. good impression. <laughs> oh, around Here's the horn, we're on the table in a circular fashion, except for the fact that we no longer have a circular table. In fact, we're not even sitting in the same location. This, kids, is through the wonder of cinema magic. Actually, it's, it's cinemascope. Yeah, that thing. Um, we talk about what comic books we have been reading this week, with the ones we enjoyed, the ones we didn't, the ones we think you should check out. So, first off, Stevs. Yes. What comics you've been reading this week? I have one that I'm ready to read this week. Leading up to the premiere of something. <laughs> premiere of something. Keep talking. I am okay, going okay. to start reading as of tonight, after this recording, because you know I'm horrible. Uh, Captain America, Sam Wilson, number one from 2015. Hey. Written by Nick Spencer and cover art by Daniel Akuna or Asuna or Akuna, whichever one it is. Uh, I will be reading that because I'm preparing for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which premieres Friday, March 19th. So when you hear this episode, it will already be premiered. Uh, but I'm very excited because I am a big fan of the Sam Wilson character. I'm very, I literally may have clapped in the theater when Steve handed the shield to Sam. So I was hoping they go that route. I'm happy they are going that route. At least it seems that way. Uh, so I want to spruce up on my knowledge of Sam Wilson, Captain America, because I want to see it in the MCU. So that's what I plan on reading very shortly. Beautiful. It's a fantastic option. Manderson. Uh, what to uh-huh. talk about? Uh, so future state mm, yeah, yeah. pretty much, pretty much wrapped up. Uh, all of them, all the ones that I bought and I bought all but like three of the titles, uh, really good. Um, they almost all of the all of them end on like it's resolved, but also like a somber note, which is really interesting. Um, and none of them matter. They're really good stories. You should buy them. <laughs> but ultimately, oh they're just like these things happen in the future, and then we're picking up with this new post death metal universe that we've created, and so none of it really matters. And nothing else matters. So there's anyway. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, it's that's all sad. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how, I I finished. Um, Never finished Dark Detective. So the the two Batman titles were the only ones that went four issues. All the others were two, except for Imperious Lex versus Superman, uh, which was three. 
Uh, anyway, but I finished Dark Detective last night, and I kind of got done as like, wow, that was really good and kind of depressing. I feel like I need to pick up a classic Superman that makes you feel good or go watch an episode of Scrubs where I could just like laugh at ridiculous doctors. I'm no uh, Superman. Anyway, yeah, I'm added in. Uh, so if you haven't had a chance to read any future state, go find like your favorite character and, and read it because it's first off, probably not going to be your favorite character because Wonder Woman isn't Diana. Batman's not Bruce Wayne. Oh, Superman is not Clark Kent. Swamp Thing is still Swamp Thing, though. Hey, yeah. So, Ooh, ah. <laughs> so, actually, Swamp... I was going to say, the, Mud Thing. What the fuck? Really? <laughs> the, the Swamp Thing one was super good and was actually probably the one that ended up on, like, kind of like a positive note. So... Isn't, isn't that the only one that's actually going to continue on to an ongoing, though? Isn't, like, isn't um, the Swamp Thing comic that's coming out supposed to be after that? I don't know. I was uh, I was at Empires the other day. Where? And I heard them talking about Swamp Empires Comics Vaults located Com- at eleven twenty Fulton Avenue. Hot sauce, not comics and coffee. Sweet. Good job, buddy. And I heard Ben talking to somebody else about Swamp Thing. I'm like, oh yeah, that Swamp Thing was really good. And then I got home and I opened up one of the new books and there was an ad for the new Swamp Thing. Like, oh. Ooh. I missed it. <laughs> Manderson. <laughs> Did you do the, like, I know everything turn at the story? You know what? It was really good, actually. And then you get home. No. Shit. Uh, oh, oh, oh. No, I was trying to wrangle my daughter who was turning around with a Hilda comic in her hand. Nice. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, go check out the future state. We got in- Infinite Universe, whatever it's called now kicking off i got a few of those in the pipeline anyway amy what'd you read so Mm. i did go pay a visit to empires because i had to do due diligence and buy my books um but i got sidetracked so i have them sitting here i also missed the release of the new america chavez that came out as well as the new wonder woman because it didn't end up in my backs so those were in back order so I have plans. Is that what Mariko, Mariko's writing America Chavez? Is that what she's writing? Okay, okay. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Continue. Mir- <laughs> Mariko Tamaki, friend of the show, because I creative women's minicon. Nice. Writer for X-23, Wonder Woman, She-Hulk. What What else, Manderson? Did she write? Am I missing something? Good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> make up a name. Make up a title. The Ides of March. Uh, wrote nope, that I'm not kidding. She wrote, a, she wrote one called Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me, Say which that one, won Anderson. awards. Oh, you mean Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me? There it is. That one. Good that say. one. Yeah. So, oh, I could have slipped my mind. <laughs> just slipped it. Just slipped it. Um, so I have things in the pipeline that I'm supposed to read. I also picked up um, the... Uh, the Frost Romance, the YA Frost Romance that came out that I haven't done, but I got sidetracked because I've been reading a lot of book books mm. about candy. Mm. So about Frost candy. Romance is Nora and Victor? The Nora Sorry. and Victor one, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nora. A, lot um, of the, a lot of those books look really good, and I might buy a lot of them too. Yeah, I'm pretty much kind of in that boat. Toot, toot. Um, so yeah, besides that, I read this. Lower Olympus, you can't really see it. 
It's on my shirt. That was just a lot of. What was it? What was that again? <laughs> <laughs> Laura Olympus. They're on oh, my shirt. <laughs> that's what it is. Got it. No, it literally says Laura Olympus right there. Screen See, capture, look. screen capture. Couldn't see it there under. it is. It's under. It's on my midriff zone. It says Laura Olympus. TCC after dark folder. There. We have one of them still. <laughs> Working on it. It's, it's, it's mainly just just. It's just Steve's just, taking pictures yeah. of you in the dark. Yes. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it's, it's it's my doudoir photos. <laughs> Your doudoir. <laughs> that doudoir. is a great thing. Do that, please. We're yeah. doing like, that for the uh, TCC OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. So yeah, so I've been reading book books about candy. Nice. Aggressively. Nice. Like, like making it or the history of it or chocolate. 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 I have one about candy. I have the history of it. I have this one is sweet as sin this is from a lady that actually owns the she's a candy historian and the owner of like the nation's only research-based historical candy store in the country are are we are we expecting a career change no no i'm just i'm just embracing my deep-seated love of all things candy and sweet she's working on it i Capeless Crusaders official candy available soon to you only. Actually, on that's Capeless not a bad Crusaders idea. If actually we could do some like some ribbon candy like that should, with our with sell, our button. We should sell candy mm-hmm. on our OnlyFans. Yes. Everyone thinks they're coming on for beautiful doudoir photos, just candy. Well, you can do that, and Come then we can just cover you in kisses. Yes, combine it. We are doudoiring so with the candy. Little, little candies on my nips. Yeah, I like yeah. This. And it's the Shawn Michaels yeah. where he had the title on the crotch, but it's candy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, there's plans. But so um, forthcoming, I will be reading more than just my webtoons because I have them literally staring over there. But once I get through all the candy, you know, it'd be great. Nice. <laughs> Approved. Doctor. Hey, so uh, I also took a visit uh, to my lovely Ben Schwartz down at Empire's Comics and Hot Sauce. And Um, Pugs. How were his forearms from carrying your box around the entire store? Uh, He was pretty ripped. (laughs) Nice. nice. Uh, I will actually like to point out that I, I got there. So this is the first time I've been to Empire's um, for, for a the eight months before yeah, the world changed. Just, yeah, there's so much going on and 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 everything. So I I, I was like, okay, crap. Like I gotta get down there. I gotta see what I have. I walk in and there's a stack of comics on the counter, and I'm and I'm like, okay, cool. And I go back to Ben. And I'm like, hey, well, you know, can I get my box? And he's like, oh, I already pulled it out for you. And I was like, oh. This nice. is surprisingly not as nearly terrifying as it normally is because I didn't realize how much a lot of these have been affected by COVID. Um, and so uh, I was. Wait, you called him and you were coming, right? Mm -mm. He shot through the window. I was gonna say Ben just knew. Ben, oh Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Ben saw me when I walked in. I sense Barry's coming. No, he 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 texted me, but he didn't know I was coming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was gonna picture him in the store, just like. Uh, uh (laughs) Barry's here. (laughs) Did Um, he send the uh oh spaghettio text message to you? Like, hey, we needed to talk about your box. No, he he says he says, "Hey, sir, can you come down and clear out on your box?" And I said, "Yeah, Ben." He's like, "Cool. How are you guys doing?" And we had a lovely conversation. That's using my pickup line. I have been shopping with that man for almost fourteen freaking years. Next year nice. will be fifteen. Yes, fourteen years. My first ever in my life free comic book day was freshman year of college down at Empire. And when he says, hey, you got a little bit going on in your box, I'm like, you know what? Let me clear that shit out for you, Ben. So I went down there. Uh, I did use my birthday discount because it's my birthday this month. No, 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 no. More. The birthday, wait, hot there's sauces. a birthday discount? Do you not get the birthday discount, Mandy? <laughs> did, you get 
Wait, wait, wait. I, Are just, you I mean, I don't, I don't tell people when my birthday is. Generally, <laughs> wait, wait. Do, so. do you, do you, Mandy, get, do you get the monthly emails from Ben? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, so, you, so what's no, no. funny is like I I read them like oh that's the perk this month great I'm gonna do that and then I totally forget and never take advantage. No, of it. your birthday month it's twenty five percent off. Your whole purchase. <laughs> oh, how did you not? Did you not put I your birthday on? It, did you put your birthday on the sheet when you sign up? That Probably is why he doesn't get like, it. Because, like I said, I don't tell people when my birthday is. Yeah. So just slip yeah, it on Man- a piece of Man- paper Man- to Ben. Actually, It'll go in the computer. It'll take care of itself. He's actually an ancient being. But it, he doesn't want to know that he's... He's one of the elder gods? Yes, he doesn't remember when his birthday is. Sometimes, not every year, but sometimes it coincides with a major holiday that requires me to eat a very specific meal. Oh, you got ways to go then. <laughs> Wait, that's... Lent? Wait, Mardi no, you, Gras. You just have fish on Friday nights? That's, that's okay, a Catholic. Uh, Passover. Passover. It's Yom Kippur. It's Yom Kippur. <laughs> it's Diwali. It's Diwali. So, oh, I love Diwali. So I went, yeah. So I went into Empires, cleared out some of my box, grabbed a couple books. Um, I uh, also um, made sure to let Ben know that I needed a certain something added to my box because I don't know if you guys were, I think I mentioned this the uh, a couple weeks ago, the Todd father, Todd, Todd McFarlane announced that he is doing now three more monthly books, um, in the spawn universe. One of them is actually going to be called uh, spawn universe. Basically he realized with the success, the recent success and resurgence of the spawn comic, he wants to put more out. He's going to be working with so many talented people. It's ridiculous because of course he's Todd McFarlane. Um, so I had to add those, uh, to my saver, but, uh, I actually, um, hang on, let me show it to you guys. Give me a second. Everyone uh, make some hold music. Making some hold music. This is for Dr. Barry while we're making some hold music. I don't know what Steve's is singing, but this is our hold music. Hold music. Madison's birthday is for that hold music. Hold music. Looking in that hold music. Hold music is not in his ears with that hold music. Hold music. I so, turned 1,347 yesterday. You don't look a day over eight. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so the Lords of Misery. Hey. Um, so Why does is, it look like the goon? It is That's the goon. A, ha. Hey. So, right there. So this, this is by I'm not even wearing my glasses. You are. So basically what it is, is um, between um, two, two volumes, uh, the goon once upon a hard time and the goon a ragged return to lonely street. Um, basically the goon has like a, his little team along with the, 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 the boy werewolf and, and some other guys. Um, and so basically it's like a little mini, a little mini adventure. Um, and I just, I love everything Eric Powell's ever done. He's also a Packers fan, which maybe I'm biased. Um, but <laughs> thank you, Anderson for the obligatory mm, judge. <laughs> so Lord's Misery, super cool. Eric Powell is great. Everything he's doing. Um, and so, yeah, so Lord's Misery, check it out. Uh, I believe it's. Yeah, Albatross. It's Albatross Funny Books, which is like a like a like a division technically of Image, I think. But I want to see that title, the Rob Zombie. No, it's all on its own now. It's on its own. Lords of Salem. Oh yeah. Oh, new new Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. Actually, and the guy sounds amazing. Still, he sounds outstanding. Still, he's great. He's he went back kind of his old style and a lot of songs, which is cool. So. That's uh, that's around the horn. Uh, so how about instead of like oh eh, that's that's a good piece of news about thing about Rob Zombies. How about mm-hmm. we talk about the news? Mm-hmm. 
this just in, if you were listening on the last episode with Barry and Steve's, you now know that March 4th was a bunch of bullshit and we still have Biden as president. Thanks for tuning in. Ta-da! <laughs> Yeah, that whole, that whole thing where where there was going to be another nom- another inauguration. Yes, uh, had it had that actually happened, we would have been the, the capers crusaders, yeah, and we would, we would ask for the papers. You, you did not sound very German. I didn't sound German at all there. And then our co-host would have been Heidi Ben Shapiro. There, he walked away. He's gone. He's gone. Oh, yeah, but yeah, that yeah, didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Things happen when you guys are by yourselves. We have... Oh, yes, they do. Listen, uh, we have news. News. We do? I've got three topics here for you. Who's somebody opening a candy or something? No. No. My candy's over here, and it's like tinfoil, so you will hear this, but it's not that sound that you were hearing, which I heard as well. (laughs) I only went to you because the candy books, that's why. (laughs) The candy books are over there. What are you opening? What are you opening, and did you bring enough to share? Yes. Do you want a pizza planet? (laughs) Yes. Do you want a pizza planet? (laughs) Right now. Jesus. Anyway, Steve, hit us with the news stories. Yes. First up of our three stories we're tackling today, up on the docket, uh, one night in Miami star Kingsley Ben Adir, who played Malcolm X in the film, has been cast alongside Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn in the Disney Plus Marvel series Secret Invasion, according to Variety. The exact character details for Benadir's character are being kept under wraps, but according to sources, he will be playing a main villain. Jackson, of course, will reprise the role of Nick Fury, and Middleson will play the scroll Telos, as he did in Captain Marvel. Vision centers on Fury and Telos, who first met during the events of Captain Marvel, and a faction of shape-shifting scrolls who have been infiltrating Earth for years. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, this is going to have something to do with uh, our friend old Monica Rambo from WandaVision. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, very so, excited because uh, Kingsley was outstanding as Malcolm yeah. X in One Night in Miami. And I'm happy to see him bring his incredible thespian talents to the MCU. I, you, 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 you got all robotic there. Damn it. God. He's really damn it, Zoom. <laughs> So excited. Am I back? Am I okay? You're so speechless. You're so speechless and so excited. Josh is going to love recording the audio with the Zoom video on this one. Anyway, Kingsley, Kingsley, he, um, I I was trying to remember where I, where I could, where I was remembering him from. He was in, uh, Noel, that, the Christmas movie from 2019. Yes. Yes. Um, what's her name? Pitch Perfect. When I'm gone. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, uh, where she played, uh, the daughter of Santa Claus, and Bill over. Hader was her sister yeah, or her brother. And, yeah, and Bill Hader did not want to be Santa. It's so 2021, Santa. so it's yeah. a sibling. Yeah, she did great. It was it was a good movie. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and then Bings, uh, Bingsley, Whew. Um, <laughs> he was, I believe, the love interest. He was, yes, he was. Yeah, he was the dad. Yeah, yep. Cool. Uh, he was uh, no, he was fantastic in One Night in Miami, and I am excited to see him in Marvel and yeah, uh, him being good. alongside as the villain against Sam and Ben. I think it'll be great. Sick. So there's that. Uh, hopefully I'm still seen and you guys can not see Robotica Steve's right now. Um, our next story, released today, we got our final trailer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I am nerding out big time about that. Big time. Uh, trailer was about a minute 59. And I, I'm viewing this as lethal weapon in the MCU. With you know Falcon and Winter Soldier being the Riggs and Murtaugh characters, yeah, yeah. and uh, it 
it looks exciting. I'm, I like where they're taking it. Uh, the way it seems in the opening, I mean, do, is anyone else getting the feeling that Mr. Uh, Captain Rogers is uh, no longer with us? That that's got, that first episode's a funeral. I know it. Yeah, because we're we're seeing. I mean, Sam's in a suit. He's at the podium. It's everything dedicated to Cap. You got the you got the the soldiers carrying the the what looks like a coffin. Yes. So we're gonna kick this off with emotion right from off the bat by burying Cap. So we're gonna go from I know I know I know, but uh, we then will pass on the shield, and I'm very excited by where the story is taking us. I like that we've got Zemo back in there uh, with a mask that is uh, in a way... It's comic accurate. Comic accurate. I'm I'm excited for it, especially because one of the people's biggest critiques of of Marvel, which I don't always agree with, um, is that a lot of the villains are one and done. Classic villain, and they pop up, and then they're gone. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's nice that he, while he was the bad guy for Civil War, um, obviously was put away. You know, Black Panther prevented him from taking his own life. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's... You know, back in that villain capacity, which is cool. Yeah, I uh he's gonna I mean he the impact he had, he's responsible for taking down the Avengers. He broke the yeah. Avengers apart. So yeah. I'm very happy that they've kept him around and he's a perfect character going against the uh the next generation cap and winter soldier. I'm happy. I believe by the time by the time this episode drops, it'll, it'll episode one will already dropped. So Woo. yes, yes, okay. we'll be watching if, it at midnight. If they make if they make me cry in the first episode with the they will. funeral. They will. It'll be the first time that I've cried in like 15 years. I agree. It will be the first time you've cried in 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> Amy's looking at me like that. It's not completely accurate. I have you've a daughter. You've watched Bluey. Like you have a daughter. Years. 13. You know what? No joke. There are episodes of Bluey where I'm just like. You tear. You tear. Don't lie. Once <laughs> these guys around, see it and you're just and like, nobody around. sees this. And my kids are gone. I'm like, I'm watching a kid's cartoon by myself and I was crying. You're like right there. Like you'll well up and you're like, oh, this is done so well. Gosh darn it, that yeah. that television show. Dad, Dad, are you okay? I'm fine. Oh, man. <laughs> it's good. What's why is your face thinking? It's not. It's not. It's, it's just, I, it's, Go talk to your mother. I had a, I had a drinking problem. It hit my face. Um, so that's what we got looking forward to us this Friday with the final trailer and the premiere of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And that is one of two things dropping. Well the week that we're recording, but we'll have already dropped by the time you hear this episode. Zack Snyder's Justice League will premiere on HBO Max on March 18th or has. And this past tense stuff. That's actually, I didn't know that was the thing. That's that's crazy. Never heard of it? Yeah, it's it's new. It's It's a little bit of of this recording. No big deal. (laughs) I asked a a friend the other day, I'm like, are you going to get HBO uh, Max, whatever the streaming service is called, so you can watch Justice League? like, came out three years ago. Why would I do that? <laughs> Madison still says, I'm HBO Go. What? I don't I'm going to send uh, you a link. I'm going to send you a link to a trailer right now. Oh, to Watch be it. ignorant. To be ignorant. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, at uh, going along with that premiere, at the time of this recording, uh, critics have already had a viewing of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now, before Multiple. they did. Before they You're did. critics. How come we didn't get it? Uh, Do we have the credentials to prove that? Sorry. Do you remember when I gave you guys the paper? Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Impressions do we have besides Steve's making the scary Hannibal face when he was frozen for a few seconds there, which is amazing. Anyway. 
<laughs> I love Zoom. Listen, uh, so <laughs> number of uh, reviews were being released on Twitter by uh, big time Snyder defenders, Snyder fan base. They, of course, were loving it. Uh, but today, as of this recording, which was Monday, March 15th, uh, the critics released their reviews. And as of this recording, out of 104 reviews, critics have it at 75%. Now, to compare, back in 2017, the Justice League, as they're calling it, got 40% from critics. So this is a big jump from what we saw then. Now, no one is actually really surprised about that because even if you weren't that into the Snyder Cut, you can kind of already tell that it was at least going to be better than what came out four years ago. Um, right now, the consensus is Zack Snyder's Justice League lives up to its title with a sprawling cut that expands to fit the director's vision and should satisfy the fans who willed it into existence. And going to the critics, a lot of the critics are basically of the mindset of better than 2017's? Yes. Amazing film? Meh. Like there's critics are like, this is, you know, it has more heart. It has more character development. Others were like, okay, cool. But the story is meh still. And very what Like I just, I just found one on Rotten. I was just browsing through it. And um, two, two guys, one's a twice as long and twice as good, but is it anywhere close to even the worst Avengers movie for pure entertainment? Not in the same universe. Yeah. I mean, right now at 75%, you're looking at, it's getting the Iron Man 2 critic rating. It's getting Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3 critic rating. So, and as someone who loves those movies. But I liked Iron Man 2. Oh, I did too. But I mean, if you're comparing it, it's not Winter Soldier. It's not Endgame. It's not Civil War. Um, Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, I'm, the one, the one critique I won't accept is length. Like how long the movie is. Because I'm like, we live in a time. I will never critique Leaks, by the way. Um, we live in a time, I almost said in a society, I almost quoted it, where we are at home streaming, binging shows the day they drop and watching 10 episodes straight. And you're complaining about a movie that's four hours, which would be four episodes of that show. That critique no longer matters. If it was in the theater, I get you. But when you're streaming this movie from home, and it's like a TV show that just dropped in one day. You can't use the time limit as your complaint. I'm sorry. Bring back intermissions. I like intermissions. I'm Give cool with that. Intermission. Yeah. And people who do the marathons. Here's here's what I will say: is I will gladly say, unless it's popped up on TNT randomly one day, I every, and everyone I know never watch the original theatrical cut or the edited version of like Lord of the Rings. Everyone mm-hmm. I know goes to the extended version because they know it's good. They know it's right better, here. even when it's three and a half, four hours long. You know, it's I, I get it, and that's that's why I don't think the length is necessarily a problem because we've already learned this. Like, again, is Batman versus Superman the perfect movie? No. no. Is the Ultimate Edition, without everything cut out of it, a much better movie? Yes. 100%. Everything makes so much more sense when you don't have someone coming in and chopping a bunch of stuff out. I get that. When you're you're stressed for time, you're able to tell more of a story. All these people are like, oh, he gets these characters. He's able to tell more of these characters. Well, I don't know. I mean, at this point, Joss, you know, he's pretty much dead to me. But maybe with four hours, he could have told a better story too. I don't know. Yeah. But 
what I'm what I'm seeing is a lot of like a couple people said they should have just edited this down and made it a two hour movie. And it would have been <laughs> fine. Um, he, I, but, I've seen that where maybe he kept too much where it's like yeah. that wasn't needed. Why do you have to keep that in there? But, I mean, again, like the and the whole point is it's not a theatrical release. It's it's a it's a director's cut really. Like yeah. that's and director's cuts are always long and that's longer. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, critique it. I, I critique the film however you want. I'm gonna critique it. Yeah, I'm just not gonna use the time the length as one of them because. Nowadays we don't care. Okay. We binge everything. If it if it drags on, yes, I, yes. Then, then I might say, okay, four hours is too long because you weren't saying anything. Correct. If, if, if you're if, dragging if, on, yeah, yeah. If it's got good story and good pacing, I'm not going to. Sorry, right. I'm waving a knife around. I'm sorry. I like Amy's eyes got really big. <laughs> sorry. I just, the, I just, the, when, the when, as soon as we say Snyder cut, I feel like they just come into my home and I need to fight them off just because I'm like, <laughs> get out of here. This is what happens when, when he drinks. This is what have... happens when he drinks. There was there was a phone in your hand at one point, and you were still talking, and then you put down the phone, and somewhere between that, literally, there's a, a knife. He's he had a nice the Scotsman, knife. Embracing like, the Scotsman. Like, just there. there, and, like, he started gesturing with the knife, and I'm just going, one, what happened to the phone? Two, hello, knife? Where'd the blue war paint come from all this of a sudden? Actually, if you look at, if you look very close at this knife, um, no matter how I feel about them currently, uh, this is my official Boy Scouts of America knife. This is the... Nice. Uh, Everyone, look at your phone your right Scout now. Knife? Look at my, your podcast this, app. This is not my second... My, my, my Eagle Scout knife is actually <laughs> away. It. it actually has an eagle on it. This is the one that my dad bought me from the Scout store in Dixon. Anyway. Nice. Well, that uh, that was that wrapped up the news segment. I uh, actually last piece, real fast, oh, just because go. it relates to something earlier. Manderson, um, you were right. So basically, there was a two issue Swamp Thing Future State, and then actually yeah. this month, um, the uh, new Swamp Thing starts. Um, uh, Swamp Thing number one, and it's hot on the heels of Future State. The problem is, I don't know if that means it's coming out after Future State or it actually continues that story. I don't know about that yet. Sorry. Either way, I need to yeah, I need to I need to text Ben and get that because something. And I, yeah, it's it's a limit. It's a ten issue limited run. And with those, I'm always like, do I want the issues or I just want to wait for the trade to buy the trade? You want yeah. the issues. You want the yeah, issues to keep. I have too many issues. That's enough what's going to happen. You have enough. We have so many issues. But look and, what uh, what happens. You you buy just like me and that beautiful run for Scarlet Witch that came out in 2015, 2016. I bought it all in singles and then I went back, you know, and uh, I bought it in a trade to read again. So uh, not me ham fisting a Segu at all. Steve's going to do a thing. Do the thing, Steve's. And uh, that's the news. Back to you, Barry. There it is. Amy, with your <laughs> ham-fisted segue, um, into none other than Scarlet Witch, a.k.a. Wanda Maximoff, we are going to talk a little bit about WandaVision. Just yeah. wrapped, uh, she wrapped two weeks ago now. I'm sorry. The, this last week was the, uh, the behind-the-scenes making of documentary, which I loved so much mm-hmm. um it was it was it was a perfect little filler in between wandavision and uh falcon and winter soldier so <gasps> let's do it this way right now out of 10 give me give me a rating out of 10 as far as wandavision is concerned Stevs. as billy bob said in varsity blues a 10 10 a, ten. a ten. fucking 10 beautiful beautiful amy i give it a 10 oh fantastic manderson I didn't watch it. God damn it, man. Why are you on this episode? <laughs> yeah, why also, are you on this episode? I'll give this... Do you I know what? also give it a 10. I watched it. Thank you. Thank you. Much like Spinal Tap, all of our ratings go up to an 11. Yeah, <laughs> oh, always lower I growth. give it an 11. Oh. Um, 
Dak. It's got to be better than everybody. No, I said our Dark's ratings. Our ratings. My gosh, I didn't say mine. Uh, I said ours. You jerk. Dark's in a full cell and say six. Uh, no, no. I, <laughs> I, thought, I thought about being like I'm. I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm like sometimes when I rate stuff, I'm always like, oh, nine out of ten. There's always you know, mm-hmm. always some kind of like it was never perfect. But I, I can't lie. I, I enjoyed the 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 criticism that I've seen from people. While I totally get them, and when they explain them, I'm like, sure, I could see that. I myself enjoyed every episode consistently i also give it a 10 it is it was a great mm-hmm. series yep. um so that's 40 points um now put it on the, on the whiteboard uh falcon winter soldier that's the number to beat Woo. um and uh and then we'll see who's eliminated next on dancing with the stars I gave, it, I, I gave it an 11 so it got 41 points. oh there we go never mind uh. so um we okay so we all loved it great that makes this a very easy episode good night, everybody. Um, never it's <laughs> never easy it's us this. Uh, so I, here's, here's initial, initial reactions. I, I will say, um, I am a, a child of the, the nineties, uh, and the early two thousands. All right. I was born in 1989. So one thing that I really liked doing was watching, um, Nick at night watching, uh, TGIF. Uh, and so, um, the fact that WandaVision went with the, the sitcom format for the first, you know, however many episodes, um, I loved it. I mean, I know people that hated it. I loved it. As, as someone who watched Bewitched, Dick Van Dyke, um, Full House, Growing Pains, just all these shows that were referenced, Brady Bunch, like everyone, I watched them all. Um, so seeing those and the way they did those and the way they fit all the tropes in, um, the way they reference, I mean, dear God, the little things like Vision phasing through trip, or of the Ottoman instead of tripping over it like Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> little things i thought they were so fucking cool to then find out in the documentary that they literally had fucking period accurate lighting and they were using uh makeup tricks and camera tricks to 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 do they were using in black and white television past or the crew and 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 the audience were all dressed for the 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 time period they even got like the seating and the railing for the studio audience to like match that thing like that's such a fucking spared no expense that made me appreciate it. Yeah, it made me appreciate it so much more. It was so cool. And to also find out that, um, what's his name? Uh, Paul Bettany. No, the, the show is I think show he was to as the showrunner. Yeah, the the guy. Oh, I'm blanking on his name. But the fact that he grew up working on sitcoms as a, as a child actor, he was like working on a lot of these sitcoms to so then bring that in. Um, was he the director? Yeah, Shank, Shank, Shankman. One moment. Thank you. We're- we are assessing. I should have these things ready to go. When I know I'm going to talk about a show, I should fucking have the director up. But what do I know? I'm not good at podcasting. I just have a pretty face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that too. Matt Shackman. Shackman. Okay, yes. thank you. So yeah, so he so he's he was like the way he did he brought in that experience, I thought it was so cool. Um calm thing, like that just Immediately, I was like, all right, this is cool. This is different. It was very different. Like, you want to talk about, like, everyone thinking Marvel is kind of, like, cookie cutter. While, yes, I will say in the end, the way she ended up showing, fight, show, having her showdown with the big baddie, mm-hmm. it was kind of classic Marvel first movie. But otherwise, like, it, the whole thing, it was just, it was such an, an interesting direction for them to go. Oh, yeah. I like that you didn't throw it to anybody. You're just like, let it, let it simmer, let it simmer, let it sit, let it sink in. Like he, you, you tossed the hair. I liked it. 
I can, I can, I'll jump on the train to keep the, the train afloat, uh, going, a uh, rolling keep track. The train afloat, tra- yes. Boats, boat train, train boats. <laughs> um, um, no, I really loved it. It was so wonderful to see where it wasn't just sitcoms people knew, but also I got, um, partridge family vibes i got monkeys there was the the way the sets were designed were so wonderful the street which looked like it came out of the universal lot um were so yeah yeah at one point i was like wait is that the i thought that was the clock tower from back to the future Future. and i'm like is that the gazebo from gilmore girls like it reminded me of when we went through the backlot tour Mm -hmm. and and they're like depending on which angle you were looking you saw all these movies and tv shows based on where you were at exactly and so it had such a great wholesomeness wholesomeness to it but when they did the initial dick van dyke episode and then the open for the bewitched episode Mm -hmm. was so good too Mm. um it was so wonderful to see where you could catch little glimpses of the wires for like the plates and for everything else (laughs) and i was like i still love that because practical effects someone that took the time to figure out how do we make this look like it's magical was was such a is such an enduring art that is continuing to be it's going extinct because of computers and being able right. to do yeah, different you, type of things. You don't need to have the lobster fly across the string. And I, again, I'm in the documentary, it was so cool. The the guys, the, the prop masters who did that, I can't remember who he said he worked under, but he said he worked under one of those greats who that's that's what they did. Like they like he worked under one of the guys like did like Bewitched or something. So he had that like experience to be like, yeah, you want it to be on strings and you want that effect? I can do that. Like I don't nice. need to be all action and CGIing it out. We can have the lobster fly across and out the window exactly and it's so it's so endearing and this was such a great like we can talk about the the concept of stages of grief moving through grief the way this was set up right after the blip we can talk about um the care for each character where this was little movies exactly what sitcoms had always were always supposed to be um, when you first started watching them or the care in detail and something as ridiculous as um the not just the outfits, but when they do the Halloween episode and the phrasing of things, the MacGuffins that were everywhere. Um, This is a love letter to a character who has had a pretty messed up past. And considering I'm not even the expert on Scarlet Witch to be able to say what I know, what I knew about her before the show. And then seeing this, having my expectations, which surprises came true but i was okay with that because it was weird um we can talk about those as well but i loved it it was it was something that was great to come and everybody and you felt that anticipation across the glo- almost across the globe that it's it's thursday night friday morning have you watched wandavision mm-hmm. i i on along with that i love there were some people who said they wish the first three episodes were one whole episode dropped on one night. And I say, nay, um, I loved the riskiness that they had with this. This reminded me of when like Ant-Man first came out and Dr. Strange first came out and guardians of the galaxy first came out. These movies and characters that the mainstream don't know about. And Marvel said, fuck it. Let's see what happens. And those movies blew up. Guardians is one of the favorite movies in the franchise. So Marvel outdid themselves this time. They they said, you know what? We're going to make the audience earn it. They kind of went 
the indie director route and said, no, we're going to show it this way. If they, if we lose people, whatever, we're going to tell the story the way we want to tell it. We're going to make the audience earn this. And it was beautifully done. I loved not knowing for sure what was happening in those first three episodes going through what is a funny 50s, 60s sitcom when I'm, when I'm like, that this, this is, this is Wanda and, and vision, but they're in a, the sitcom world. Okay, okay. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going with this. And the way the story built itself up throughout the entire series, when we start to realize more and more about what's going on outside of Wanda and Vision's world, it just made it even that grander. Like it became more intense. It became more interesting. It was interesting from the bat and it just increased from there. And it's it just the the overall, just the way it turned out. I know we're gonna go deeper into certain elements of the episodes, but I was with it from from beginning to end, and I love the route they took. They're overall doing great with it as it sits at 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it, it's they succeeded big time. That's one of the highest rated Marvel uh, Marvel stories they have out there. That's movie and television. So they did great, and I loved it. Manderson. Ditto. Uh, Ditto. Yeah. <laughs> I um. I think after the the first week and they dropped the first two episodes, Amy and I were kind of like, okay, so this was in this era, and we have this many. And we're trying to guess, like, as they move forward in eras, like, which shows are they going to emulate, and like guessing that, and just kind of like assuming, and being perfectly okay with this. It's going to be a different era of sitcoms the entire time, not expecting what uh, them to show what's going on outside of her her hex bubble and all that kind of stuff when that twist came in whether like i should have expected it or not i was like okay this is even more interesting now Mm -hmm. um and but they still kept that that sitcom um and we uh we had fun my we have dinner with my parents every sunday night and we had fun with my parents like sharing like oh i saw this element from this sitcom or this element from this sitcom and um, just talking about those aspects and not even like the Marvel universe itself. And then diving into like all that kind of stuff. This was, I think this was the first comic book based movie, like like DC Marvel that I haven't, or show that I haven't like dug into and really done research, but, and just kind of like, I just want to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I really did. Like, I didn't have any expectations, like it's going to be great because it's Marvel but I don't know what to expect and I'm going to love every second of this ride. And I did. And I even like friends of mine were like, Oh, well, what do you think? I'm like, mm, I want to talk about it because I just want to enjoy it. I'll talk about it with you later. Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was so, so good. So enjoyable, so much fun. And like every little nugget that they, they put for future properties was also uh, a delight to, to uh, experience. Yeah, it was <clears throat> the stuff that it's set up is fantastic. The, I, I, I am of the mindset that, cause I've talked to a couple of people who, who had issues and there are people that basically feel like if they did drop it all at once, Netflix style, that those, those naysayers probably wouldn't have been as vocal because unfortunately a, a, an unintended consequence of having weekly drops is there's, 
like us and do exactly what you what you're saying, doing research, start looking into things. And while that's like it's fun to like look for Easter eggs, and it was it was cool maybe a couple of days after like read an article, and be like, oh my god, I missed that. Like that is cool. I also tried to not delve too deep into it because I had some people that ended up being like super disappointed because their theory didn't come true. And they're like, oh, well, they set it up. They set it up. It's too much of a coincidence. And I'm like, I, I can't lie. Like, I definitely had theories and those theories did not come to fruition. And I'm yeah. very much okay with that. But one, I think, which you kind of cover this in the Toxic Fandom episode, um, this idea of of ownership that fans have of, of movies, comics, TV show, sometimes it goes a little far. Um while yes, you are paying for something and want that thing in return, in the grand scheme of things, a storyteller doesn't owe you the story you think is happening. They don't owe you anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, they owe you a story because you paid them for a story, and that's about it. And if you don't like it, you know, that that's okay. Stop giving the money and buy different stories. But this idea that people kind of had, like, this, this like, ownership and that they were, like, owed something they're owed this theory they're owed this cameo or something else and and to be fair um the actors definitely may have dropped some interview nuggets that may have led people down a certain direction and may have gotten them a little upset i think it's funny i think it's hilarious that that paul bettany talked about this cameo this cameo somebody's never worked with never worked with and ends up being himself oh that was great I, did you I, did I you see it. that on good morning america did you see that when he was when he like apologizing yeah he's like people are going to be so disappointed when they find out it's me <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but it was so it was so well done because it, it mm-hmm. you know if you want to talk about the the comic connections um the the vision quest um, the introduction of of the White Vision and West uh, Coast Avengers, yeah, yeah, and what that means for him and Wanda going forward to have that confrontation between the two visions and then lead into again another potential arc, a story down the line. Mm-hmm. Like that was just that was so cool. Like, I did not see that coming with everything going on. I'm like, I all of a sudden I was like, wait, the White Vision. I'm like, that's the Vision Quest. They're gonna do the Vision Quest now at the end. Like that was just I did not. That was very unexpected and it was awesome. Obviously, it was very different because wonder man does not exist in this universe um but <laughs> or, even then like people, he? oh he might who, who knows at this point the way like i like i saw people who so for those of you those of you unaware in the comics vision was act was created by ultron however ultron was created by hank pym um and um the vision was created the gem was not a mind stone not an infinity stone it was just a solar battery and also then a weapon um, he had the ability to phase through, change his density and phase through objects. Uh, and he was created using the brain waves from Wonder Man, who was a, uh, a fallen hero. And his brother was like Grim Reaper and all these other familial connections. So the fact that there were like people who were um, upset by like, like Wonder Man or like Grim Reaper, like not being involved. It's like, that's such a strong, should have happened and this character they hinted at this it was very much like a, okay you're 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 looking you're taking too much time to think again that you're owed something like take a step back enjoy what it is because it's not like they like like lied to you like you still got a great story you know yeah. it was it was bizarre how people it, it took it yeah there's there's some of my which was great for me so i knew about vision quest i had read it prior to the prior to the to the show i loved tom king 
and I will rail high heaven and, and heck against all things that you must read it if you haven't, regardless of if you've seen the show or not. And then I had read the 2015 of the Scarlet Witch. Um, so they all were represented in bits and pieces in the show. And I didn't have any big, big expectations because I knew there was only so much that Marvel was willing to give us. They leave us our cookie trail to get us through the woods, keep us engaged, and then lead us on to the gingerbread house. Um, and so with this, I would have loved, of course, because I was like, when we got to the dark hold, like seeing the dark hold, I was like, and then the, I have to ask Doc on this. Is it Kython or Chathon? Because it's Chathon, most people, right? So I, I see it more like the way like I pronounce Cthulhu. I think it's more Kython. It's okay. So, and it's uh-huh. because none of us knows. I think it's Caleb. But, Caleb. Yes. Yes. Caleb. Caleb. Because <laughs> elder gods are called Caleb. Caleb. <laughs> so now, but so that was my, my thing that I was kind of like, Ooh, maybe. And then I had other people who were like, Oh, it's Mephisto because we're going with house of M like the expectation that this was going to be an identical house of M I knew couldn't really exist, even though I wanted it, but I understood that there's a story that's being told here in different spaces and we have to give space for the storytellers to take where they want because not that her material is so limited, but there's so many things you can touch on. And it's not just her and it's not just him. And each as fully developed characters or growing characters, whether in comic movie or in now in, t- in television, these characters need that space to breathe. So in seeing that they got the dog Sparky, yeah, which shows up in the Tom King's division and that he ends up eating a bloom, an ever bloom. um, That is one of Agatha's flowers and the flowers that are on the, when he, she finds him and he's dead and he's by the flowers that look like the flower in the comic book. I was like, Oh no, it's just like the comic book. So that was one of those things that I'm like, okay, Agnes is Agatha. Like I was able to connect my little, my little brain dots that way, but I didn't have a big letdown from that space of going like, Oh, there was no Mephisto after we had Evan Peters call them demon spawn. And I'm like, like, come on guys, like, enjoy it. This is, this is bonkers. Even that you have Easter eggs in this is like, come on. If there's anything the MCU has proven, we should be used to the fact that they've always been taking comic stories that exist and adapting them to fit the arc they're building. We got civil war, but it was not going to be the same civil war you saw in the comics. What was it going to have cap and Tony at a conflict? That's what it was going to be. We were not going to tell you how it was going to be done. It was going to be a conflict that fits in the overall MCU infinity stone Avengers story arc. Uh, if we, if we were following the comics from the, from every page, Iron Man would have been in Vietnam, not in Afghanistan or in Iraq. So it, it, a lot of them get so attached. A lot of us nerds get so attached to the way things were written in the comics that we demand that they go piece by piece into the movies. And the movies have always been take elements from the comics, use them as inspiration, and then make our own story. The Dark Knight trilogy is inspired by Batman Year One and The Long Halloween, but it's not going to follow the exact same steps. It's going to take Harvey Dent working with Gordon and Batman and all that. 
So when they get upset about these villains not popping up, I'm sorry. This we this is always going to be an adaptation in their arc, not the even comic the, even arc. the comics themselves are interpretations. They're, exactly. They're, every every comic is sixteen issues of of Spawn written by Todd McFarlane. You know, <laughs> they're all like they're all written by different people and different teams, and they take different interpretations. So it's like if you view the movie universe as another story arc, then you know, it's just, what's the difference between that and like the ultimate universe where exactly things were a little bit like heavier or, or characters a little different. Like mm-hmm. the, the, it, it's got its own, you know, it, it's got its own freedom to do that. And um, I, I know um, there's, there was two things, two articles that I read that of course just pissed off nerds and, you know, and <laughs> I'm not saying I'm, and we're, we're all nerds. We're part of the nerd on family. We can, but, we can say that. But sometimes when I say nerds, I use it in a, in a, in a mean way um, to, to reference like, nerd again. like these guys who were, uh, they're upset that the, the writer, the head writer, um, which I'm blanking on her name now, um, Steve's Google that. Thank you. Um, she basically said in an interview that until like the press, like the press tour, like until like, so they started getting press, she had not heard of Mephisto as a character. Like she hadn't heard about it. And the people who are like, oh, of course, they're, 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 they just go off, you know, oh, you haven't read the comics, ever read the source oh, material, this, that, the other. Well, okay, let's see. One, you think every single comic writer has read every single comic ever? Like, that's <laughs> also why you have editors. That's why you have historians. That's like you have a team to do that for you. You could say, hey, has this character ever done this? And there's someone in the company who could probably tell you whether or not they have, but that's not your job to know all that. And you think when these Star Wars writers and they come with the book, they don't have that kind of background. And again, to your point, it's a movie. It's a, it's a part of the MCU. It's, it's part of the cinematic universe. So if they don't want Wanda to do anything from the comics, she doesn't have to. Like, yeah, they have reference and they have source material, but they don't have to follow it if they don't fucking want to. It's its own thing. Uh, so Nolan chose the villains he knew for his yeah. Batman story, not all the villains he knew about. And also her name is Jacques Schaefer. Thank you. Okay, so she she basically said that she didn't know who Mephisto was. Obviously, she still wrote a great story. And, exactly. And if, and, if, and if you're upset by her not knowing that character, it's like, oh, I just did a quick Google search and I knew all about Mephisto. And it's like, yeah, well, there's 60 fucking years of source material to go through. <laughs> like, and and maybe, just maybe, the Kevin Feige came in. Who I don't know how this worked. I mean, depending how they work together, what if Marvel and Feige came in and basically were like, hey, this is the basic story we want you to tell. These are the basic characters. You flesh it out and get me to get for me, give me to point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mo- talk about how many editors, when they come in, especially editors of comics, come in and say, hey, you have six issues. Here's where Thor is going to start. I need Thor to end up here. Mm-hmm. Tell a story in between, but I need him to end up here. And, and, that's, and that's how I think uh, Feige and, and, studio, and Marvel Studios run the MCU. They're going to tell Jacques and everyone else involved that, hey, here are the movies we have planned. Here's the plot points that are more or less happening in these movies. Have your story fit what will end up here and so she's like okay Mephisto won't play if she even knew Mephisto was that won't play in the story arc I'm gonna go this route this route this route that route and this is what I'm writing about this is who I'm focusing on I don't care about any other villains that exist in the comic I'm in the MCU story arc this is what I'm telling and that goes along with the guys the nerds who were upset about 
Doctor Strange not popping up in the end. You know what? We all had this possible notion that because we knew that Elizabeth Olsen was going to play Wanda in the Doctor Strange movie, that we all thought Doctor Strange is going to pop in somewhere. I thought that. And right now I'm happy he didn't pop up because this was meant to focus primarily on Wanda Maximoff. This was not about how Wanda met Doctor Strange, how Wanda gets uh, to, to this character's area. It was about Wanda. It was a focus on her and Vision. And anything else we thought about other Marvel characters who have movies popping in her show wasn't important to the story arc. It was about Wanda dealing with her grief, not about how she found Doctor Strange. Well, and it, um, yes, I have a knife in your name. I'm sorry. Yes, it was um, a good point. That's why the knife came out. It was yeah, a good point. A good point. <laughs> um, like the, the whole Evan Peters thing with Quicksilver. It was fun. It was fun. It was a, it was a, gotcha. It was a, it, but, it, but, it, but here's the thing. But, but it left a door open too. Oh, it did, yeah. She she said in an interview like it was it wasn't meant to trick people it mm-hmm. was it was a very meta decision, um, it was one it was the classic sitcom trope of recasting a character without any explanation. Uh, suddenly her brother is played by somebody else, but he's we're supposed to believe and she is supposed to believe that that is her brother. That's a classic sitcom uh, trope. Boom, mm-hmm. it's in there. Two, I don't know how many times I'm gonna have to say this to get it into everyone's fucking head. Besides Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool which is one of the most successful R-rated movies of all time. Why in the hell do you think that one of the biggest, biggest film and television companies in the world, Marvel and Disney, why do you think they would want to in any way, shape or form reference their competition, even though they do now own them and they do make money off of Fox properties being shown on their platforms? Why in the hell do you think they would want to acknowledge their their competitor and put their competitor competitor on a pedestal and make their story reliant on anything their competitor did? They don't want to fucking be tied. And so why do you think that they would actually be like, yep, cool. We're going to have Evan Peters. We're going to have Michael Fassbender. We're going to have Jennifer Lawrence. No, 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 no. Stop. Bad, bad. It's not happening. And that's okay. And if they ever decide to do it, they'll do it in a theater with ticket sales that will make money for them later down the road, exactly. not the second they have the studio. Exactly. So I, I don't think, first off, it, it does potentially open up the, the universe. Everyone's like, oh, well, they had a chance to introduce the multiverse. They've already named the fucking Doctor Strange movie the multiverse. of. They're Madness. going to. They've set that up. They already established the multiverse when they were talking in Endgame and they had Hulk on the the... Rooftop yep. with the with uh, the Sorcerer Supreme talking about the different timelines, and, and then when we sent, home. yep, and then when we sent Cap back as well, mm-hmm. he's essentially part of that alternate time. Like we've already established that the multiverse not only exists but is thriving. But they wanted Strange in the movie. Yeah, no, and, and, and I get you don't get, get Strange in the movie. You don't <laughs> deserve sure. him. You get his theme song right at the end. That's what you get. That's all you That's get. What you get. Sure, it was a boner joke, but I love a boner <laughs> joke. I like um, that he still had he still had the speed. That was yeah, the thing yeah. where I was like, they left him open enough, they left it broad enough that if they want to bring him 
back? They can. But let's be very honest. Somewhere in this multiverse, we're going to get Professor X leading in people. Whomever that comes as, please be my captain. When we're back but in theaters. When we're, that's exactly. When the mouse gets its money. And even then, <laughs> even then, what I will oh, say oh. is, first off, Marvel has not announced an X-Men project. The yep. only thing they've announced is a Fantasy well, Four project. Deadpool. Didn't they? Deadpool. Marvel. No, no, no. No, there was something mutants, just mutants. There's new mutants, but that wasn't them. No, I will look. Keep talking, talking. Yes, keep going. So, walkie talkies. So, to, to my knowledge, they have not announced any any kind of mutant or, or X Men themed anything yet. The only the furthest thing out they announced was Fantastic Four, and they gave no more details on it. I am of the mindset. I can't lie. I don't need another Professor X. I don't need another Magneto. I don't need another Wolverine or a Cyclops or a Jean Grey or a Storm. I would be totally fine if they introduce mutants into this universe and completely do different mutants. Bring in new, not the new mutants, but bring in different mutants. Bring in different, you know, X-Gene characters. Like, I would be totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they want to bring back the classics, okay. But it just, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm okay without that. I'm okay without Beast and without everybody else. Like, I'm cool taking a break from those characters and letting them breathe mm-hmm. and not immediately introducing them just because they got the rights to it and just because Wanda said no more mutants and then said, you know, mutants are back in the comics. I'm okay I think, without that. I think Deadpool 3 is the only thing that is tied to those original yeah. X-Men. But, which it's, and he's which only it's, t- he's loosely tied to exactly, the X-Men. And it's, and it's such a, a like a, a gag universe yeah. and, and, and they, the way they play around with that. He's going to make fun of the, the corporate acquisition of Fox. Oh, yeah. And like, he's going to something along the lines of, we now have the bigger studio. Why can't I get more X-Men in my movie? Exactly. <laughs> so, like, okay, Manderson, do you feel like... Do you feel like it was lacking that he wasn't actually Quicksilver? No, no, <laughs> I, like, no. It, I think I would have been, like, in hindsight, I probably would have enjoyed it less if it was Him. the Quicksilver from that universe. Yeah, be, because it was just such a a humorous and shocking. Like for for Wanda, a shocking moment mm-hmm. for us. Like, oh, that's the Quicksilver from the other universe. What? Um, it yeah, it was it was such a great a great twist. But then, like the way that they, as the the show went on, and you get the reveal with with Agatha and how she's controlling him. Like, it's like, well, yeah, that all makes sense now. Yeah. So like, if it was the original act, like the actor from the MCU, then it was like, well, okay. That just doesn't make any sense now. So I, I think it was it was the way to go, and for all the right reasons, like the trope of it, story wise, like how everything fits together, it was the right choice. It was the best choice. I uh, I did love how after he first appeared, um, they there is a moment where Wanda says "kick ass," and it's a shout out because Evan Peters and the actor who played. Pietro and Age of Ultron were both in Kick-Ass together. So when he said Kick-Ass, I did the Leo, I did the Leo DiCaprio. I'm like, ah, ah, mm, ah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> um, I, the only thing that I thought would have been funnier instead of Boner would be if the headshot said Evan Peters. Like if it was actually Evan Peters, <laughs> the actor. Evan playing, Peters. Yeah. He exists in the MCU as a normal guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that could have been fun. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I think the overall, like the, so I was, I was one of those people that was like, oh, Agatha, 
definitely out, like out the gate. I was like, cool. That's Agatha. And then I was like, yeah, you know what? going to be there. And then I was like, maybe Cthon. Like then I was like, maybe Quicksilver is possessed by Cthon because that happened in the comics. And I was like, the dark hold. And I was thinking, okay, they've established that Wanda's the Nexus being with the Nexus commercial. Like, okay, you know, is Mephisto trying to get in? Is Cthon trying to get out because he's trapped under the earth by all these mages? Like I was thinking of all these things from the comics and all those could have happened. And the fact that they didn't, but it then went to Agatha real or uh, uh, Agatha revealing herself, um, Wanda realizing her full power, taking the dark hold, and still having a little bit of that regret of is and losing vision again. Mm-hmm. I think they set up a much better independent story that oh, yeah. leaves the door open for the multiverse, for Doctor Strange, for demons if they want to go that route. She's reading the Book of the Dam. The Book of the Dam was written by Cthon. Mm-hmm. Maybe that that could still he could still pop up. There could still be things in the multiverse of madness that that like open up to to other like possessions and things like that. It wasn't disappointing in any way. It was a still a good story. And the other thing, I think it was I want to say it was G Willow Wilson. I believe she she said at some point, uh, basically like if like if if the end of a if the end of a story comes as such a surprise and such a shock that it almost doesn't make sense to you then the writer has not done their job if if you kind of see it coming or if you can easily understand it then that's that's what they're doing they they are guiding you through the story and yeah there's some stories where they want to shock and confuse and have more mystery to it and that's an element of the story but overall especially in like a comic or a fantasy setting like the fact that we got there, I was like, cool. That is not a shock. That makes sense. Those other things I thought of could have also made sense. But the other thing about the comics, like being in comics, having a hundred years of source material for some of these characters, there's a million references that could mean a million things. Mm -hmm. Like a demon could be a handful of characters and they all could have in theory been involved because they've all popped up. You know, you say a, uh, an astrophysicist and everyone was like, Reed Richards. I wasn't Reed Richards. That was the thing that I was like, who else do I know that is an astrophysicist that happens to not be Reed Richards? Yeah. It's just a person who's an astrophysicist. But again, because you had a week to think about it, everyone's like, mm, announced that it's going to be Reed Richards. I know it. And it was Did they get John Krasinski? Did they get John Krasinski? Yeah. No. They're like, oh, I saw John Krasinski in Boston. He must be in this film. Like, <laughs> the, the way it goes, like, again, like, if 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 your theories weren't you know didn't come true and you're upset you're you're doing something wrong you you mm-hmm. like it, what what are you why are you upset yeah why are you upset enjoy like, the ride yeah it was it was well done did you not like it for other reasons you have valid criticisms cool let's talk no. about those hey, are your criticisms I put big that money down against friends on these things and I lost out so big oh, I was put my kids through college yeah, I'm upset. You- if you bet money that Mephisto was going to be there, okay, sure. That I guess you have a reason to be. Do you upset. also bet money on WWE That's the only matches? Reason. Do you do that? <laughs> That's a thing. You can bet on WWE matches. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no. I think the big the big guy's going to win. I put twenty on the big guy. The big guy. Guess what? He's probably going to lose. It's with all about underdogs. Uh, anyway. Okay. <laughs> Amy, did you track it down? So I couldn't really find it, which was weird because I think what it was relating to was new the new mutants movie that we don't talk about. Someone was talking about it being streamed on Disney plus. Uh, right. Yeah. So there was that, but then in funny entertaining news for me, even though one of our local Disney stores is closing, the one closest to the good doctor, 
Oh. Time of this record, prior to the time of this recording, and they had a whole bunch of '90s X Men like action figures nice. and everything all over the place, and I was like, "Huh, this is very nice. I like <laughs> this. I like the house of mouse like as the X house." And they're closing <laughs> down, so that means there's like a, a liquidation sale at the store. Are, are, are they the little the little mini action figures that are meant to look like the night the classic Kenner like? Like figures. No, so these ones, so the House of Mouse, how they do like the pack where it's wow. like the pack of yeah. so they have those, but okay. then they have just like they have Cap, Spider Man, the bigger size ones. Yeah, yeah. They have them of Storm nice. and uh Cyclops and uh Wolverine. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's pretty I, nice. I, I was disappointed because they were they were way too expensive for me to justify it, but I saw it at Target. They had like Transformers. And uh, and they had Iron Man, and they're meant to look like the the eighties, the eighties and like seventies. They're like 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 this tall, and they're little blister packs, and they have the classic logos, and they say have Kenner on them. Like, yep. they're like eighteen bucks a pop for a toy that tall. I'm like, oh. they they know they know your needs. Yep. Um, I loved that this gave us space for the Easter eggs. That this was this was a game of what if in doing exactly what. TGI Friday, uh, TGI Fridays, TGIF, those thank, thank God it's Friday, um, which was ABC again. Mm-hmm. And anybody else that would make us wait for weeklies, just like in a comic book, you don't know what's happening. You yep. have enough time to sit there and go, did I think I saw what I thought I saw? And yeah. you rewatch and you think it over uh-huh. and you create that buzz with your friends. So then either you're doing one of two things as a <laughs> nerd, you are, did it again. <laughs> you are either building it up to, to just, like you're hyping yourself much like an anxiety attack or if you're having like you start creating that initial panic you work yourself up enough when you finally hit the top of that roller coaster and you go oh no it's a little baby like a little baby whoosh like you will get hurt you will hurt yourself you go hurt yourself it's a baby whoosh Uh, one of the things i loved nerding out about this show had nothing to do with marvel and it was all about elizabeth olsen being the little sister of the the duo sister queens of TGIF and sitcoms, yeah. uh, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, and I was like that one episode. I was hoping to find if Full House DVDs were in that set just to see Elizabeth Olsen looking at her sisters. Yeah. But I also love the fact that uh, Uncle Jesse John Stamos was such a big fan of this show that he actually took to Instagram and posted a picture of him and Elizabeth Olsen on the set of Full House. Uh, Amy, if you can see the picture there. Yeah. Yep. I, I liked that one. Can't you see? Oh, We're yeah, looking yeah. at an Instagram and it says who likes it when it's your friends and he's like ignoring you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his caption says, uh, one day she's a little girl wandering the set and the next thing you know, she's taking over a whole town, mind controlling the citizens to play out her favorite TV sitcoms. So I'm just, I was just like, oh, it's, look at it. It's a, it's a little, it's the Olsen. And she's now she's, now she's a kind of more gigantic than her sisters. But look, it's a, yeah. look at it. <laughs> I, I love that yeah, part. Now, so she's, now she's more successful in yeah. the film franchise of all time. <laughs> yes. I'm just, Mary Kate and Ashley, of course, have a very successful makeup. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They, they went different route. They're very, they're very yeah. Successful. But I just imagine them looking at that and be like, now she's the big hero everywhere now. <laughs> we were Michelle. <laughs> and they never came back for the for the other one. So. No, they never, no, yeah, they never they, came they, back. They, they should have got Elizabeth. Ca- they called them. They, they called them and that was it. They should have got Elizabeth. Yeah. And the facelift. Yeah. <laughs> 
So moving forward, mm. since now we have this beautiful mm-hmm. feature feature television show in mm-hmm. the can, mm-hmm. what are we looking forward to seeing with this property in relation to Falcon and Winter Soldier mm. and uh, and Multiverse of Madness? Like, how do we think? Because you know what they like to do, just much like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where we drop them little nuggies them little yum yum bits mm-hmm. and we start tying everything together how do we see what's going on with wanda over into um falcon and winter soldier and then because you know they're gonna all end up in multiverse of madness like what you thinking mandy what you thinking you so quiet oh no i put him on the spot crud that was, was a bad it? move was bad move bad any, move any more time for, I'm, i've actually been stuck on the Darkhold was an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and now it's here. So does that mean Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is now canon? I think so. Never stopped being canon. It just was not as successful. <laughs> well, it was in it was in there. It was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and it was also in The Runaways, if I remember correctly. Because that. Morgan Lefay gets that's, that's not canon, though. I know. <laughs> but, uh, or is it? Uh, you know... It, <laughs> what do you think? What would you what do you think and what would you like to see happen? Um oh Ooh. I don't I don't actually have I don't know. Because I, I I I really enjoyed not having expectations and just mm-hmm. knowing it's Marvel, it's comic related, and I love that stuff. So I know I'm gonna like it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of where my mind is right now. Like, who knows when we get closer? When we get through Soldier, and we get closer to, to Multiverse of Madness, maybe I'll start. I'll get back into research mode and I'll start pulling stuff up. But I just, I'm just excited to see these characters interacting with each other, especially um, Strange and Scarlet Witch. And now that they've like given her that title that she's the scarlet witch um which by the way i felt like was an over-the-top uh sitcom thing as well that like you're the scarlet witch and then it was like done like okay i mean we already knew this but now she knows this and it was it was i feel like well done and it spawned an official crusaders meme yeah a very good meme lots of pointing leo <laughs> so I like I guess I I don't have any except for like any thoughts or ideas. I'm just really excited to see how she she plays in. I guess post post show, the one friend who wanted to talk to me about it, we did theorize with the Doctor Strange that like is she going to be is she going to be the villain is she, or is she going to be they're causing problems and not really being able to control it. And like, so talking about that, so that doesn't answer your question, but that's where I'm at. No, it actually, you answered it fine. You are going into the next couple of next movie, as well as the next series with an open mind, no expectations. And you're like, it's a come what may let's, let's just enjoy the ride. You are the first, first timer on splash mountain. Oh yeah. I want, I want, you know, a beer in one hand, a bowl of popcorn, and I'm just going to enjoy this bad boy. <laughs> I, I have a, I have a, like a, 
a suspicion when it comes to the multiverse of madness. I'm I'm imagining a um a very powerful Wanda, perhaps with with less caution and a little more sinister leading into the potential for doing so much research and spending so much time with the dark hold did lead to a possession of some kind or, or something snuck in mm-hmm. uh, along with it. So someone else is kind of uh, pulling the strings. I think that might be a, a potential. Um, the, as far as the connection to Falcon and winter soldier, I, I, I think it's going to be that classic comic trope of, you know why? Why is it when these world-ending bad guys are here? Why is why is just Spider-Man there, or why is just the Fantastic Four dealing with it? Like, doesn't everyone fucking live in New York? Where is everybody? Right, yeah, New York based. Yeah, like because because I was just like, it's like this massive fucking hex was there. It was there for like a week. Where the fuck was everyone? Everyone's fucking it got shit going on. Things are happening. We don't need an explanation of timeline timelines and where everyone's at. I think but we're just supposed to believe that they all happen at the same time. Like yeah, when every, the heck is happening simultaneously. Falcon when, when your soldiers happen, happening. Yeah, so yeah, it'll depend on like the time when when that time is supposed to like what what time what what's the word I'm looking for? The timeline, like where that it's timey wimey. Exactly. And and so what where it leads into, I feel like disconnected then in that way in that way um we're just kind of showing us what's going on in the world what whereas wanda was just what's happening in this very small little bubble mm-hmm. um i feel like winter soldier might be a little more um worldwide a little more you know uh spy action movie uh with them chasing a, a, some sort of inter- international bad guy in uh zemo and his gang of who <laughs> And potentially maybe a kind of a similar conspiracy to, to, you know, take back the power from superheroes and, and, and whatnot. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure if they're necessarily going to be connected, but differences between the two, who knows? Yeah, I, I agree regarding, I mean, cause Falcon and Winter Soldier, our only connection to Wanda would be Zemo and that's just because they're both Sokovian. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I don't know if we'll actually. I, don't, I, I mean, I'm with you regarding that one. It's going to be your basic spy thriller, which I'm excited about because I love spy thrillers and featuring two characters I really enjoy in the MCU. Um, the thing I'm wondering about though is because before Doctor Strange, Spider Man Far uh, No Way Home comes out first. That's slated for December of this year as of right now. And yeah. he's going to be having his potential multiverse since they're saying. Toby and Andrew are going to be in the movie. So what, I mean, what if Scarlet does something that affects him first? Like what if she does something that affects that movie first before we even get to Dr. Strange? Could we see Wanda in Spider-Man no way home before we see her in Dr. Strange? That's, that's what I'm wondering. They're just going off of when these movies are being released because Dr. Strange, I believe is summer 2022. So we'll, as of right now, We'll have Spider-Man before we get strange. So maybe she pops was, up in Spidey's world. Was that the original release? Like not schedule, but order, or did things get shuffled because of? I measure? think the only thing that got shifted is um, the, the potentially the release of the shows, and when when they happen, I think the movies. I think that's still the order that they were that they were going. Okay. It was okay. going to be. Black Widow doing kind of the, the time back, hopping back, which we saw Black Widow coming out. Oh, we still got um, her. That's right. Jesus. Yeah. And then, um, so I think, I think that order, it may, the only thing that may have happened is the films may have either moved 
past the shows or may have like skipped it or, you know, they might have put that off and the show came out earlier. I think that's kind of where we're at. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I, it, I'm excited, Amy. What do you, what do you, you, you pose the question. Do you have theorized theories? Um, yes and no. So I do really kind of stick with that. The, the minute, cause I've had conversations with strangers on the internet about oh. their, dis, their disappointment. Well, they they had disappointments in oh, that, that, that okay. they're like, why didn't, you know, Dr. Strange noticed that there was a hex in New Jersey. It's his backyard. Like, isn't he supposed to be protecting everything? And I was like, do you remember when we were introduced to him? Firstly, that he, they see all possible timelines, which means that if this isn't the biggest threat, you're going to kind of let it go. They're like, you, it's, it's that you got to let it happen, happen. And so they're like, yeah, but I don't think there was anyway. Going from that shenanigans to thinking about what type of an impact we're going to be seeing with Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I think we're going to have more notes, just like that one, her moving through grief, her grief um, with with Photon going through the blip and reassessing and reconnecting in establishing the the fact that you're not alone in this. Um, we're going to see a lot of that, especially since we are, you know, and we kind of feel, I assume this is a big assuming of, um, of Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're going to see the funeral for Steve. And so we're dealing with two of his best friends placed in and out of time mm-hmm. and how they are not only moving forward with themselves. That's what I'm excited but- for but moving forward in shouldering and helping to shoulder and share a legacy that is larger than everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're seeing any ripple effect from um, a, a brief appearance by yeah, um, the Scarlet Witch, I wouldn't be surprised, but I think it's one of those, it might be more localized than we realize um, in relation to uh, Spidey, and uh, multiverse, I have. I'm I'm intrigued because the little blip at the end that she could hear them calling her kids calling out to her. Mm-hmm. Um, any person that's a parent, and all of us here are, so this is even better. When your kid is calling, regardless of where they are, and you your your parent senses tingling, you go running. Mm-hmm. Um, so do I think she's going to harness some of the power of the dark hold, pop open a couple of extra seams that were already loose around the edges and go diving to find her babies? Yes. Um, do I think that will always, of course, just like a pebble, a pebble in a lake have multiple ripples? Oh yes. And do I think that we're going to see flashes of extra red in spaces that we didn't expect them to be? Um, but all in all, when it comes to me going, I'm expecting Mephisto and I'm ex- my expectations pretty much kind of run with Mandy on this where I'm excited. I have inklings of where I'd like to see it go. If it doesn't go that way, eh, no harm, no foul. Enjoy the ride. Like somebody took the time to write this story and expand it. And if I wanted to read precisely the story of House of M, exactly. I will go pick up 
House of M and read House of M. Would I love to see it in a, in an adaptation 100% that way? Sure. But then, you know, when I tried to do that with DC, we ended up with Killing Joke. Yeah. They still found a way. Oh, yes. <laughs> Side note, the Justice League Dark, that other one that they came out with was really good. But I still, you know, stuff. 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 I mean, we didn't even get into like the again. There's so the, the thing with WandaVision is there's so many like there's so many subtle things, so many little like nods here and there. That the costumes, the the Easter eggs, um, the Catherine Hahn is, is oh, remarkable. Yes, uh, Photon Monica Rambo is awesome. Jimmy mm-hmm. Woo was just so much fun. wonderful. Cat uh, Darcy, Cat yeah, Darcy outside of the 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 Thor universe and and potentially playing a bigger role. I think it's really cool. I'm really excited for for where it could potentially go. Uh, now, so I I kind of wondered about this. It seems like some of the shows are definitely meant to be bridges between movies, but then other ones might potentially go further than that. Like Loki doesn't seem like they're going to be tied to the movies now that he's kind of off on his own. Do we think there will be a WandaVision season two? No. Amy says no. Steve's kind of sh- mild head shake. Manderson. I like. I wouldn't be disappointed. I feel sure. like they they dropped enough nuggets to where they could justify it with, like if they don't bring White Vision back into it uh, in the movies, they could justify doing a Wanda Vision season two where they either Wanda goes after him or he shows up after right. um, the multiverse movie and has processed through everything. <laughs> um, no context. Uh, you no context for all that data. It's hard. He's the ship yeah. of a Theseus. So, uh, but like, if if they didn't, I'd be happy. I don't. I don't know if like Steve's and and Amy's answer are based off of stuff that is already out there that people have said. Like, yeah, we're doing one season and we're done. Or if that's just their feeling. But I I think we could see Wanda again, but I don't think it'd be called WandaVision. I, th- I think yeah, you could I, have a completely new series that she's in. It, it, it mm. seems like some of them, some of these are, like I said, bridges between movies. Other ones are ways to feature characters and give them like a feature, you know, without it being a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's yeah. this idea. Cause like I said, back at the, towards the beginning of the episode, um, this was in a, in a way it was kind of Wanda's first movie. So what happened in Iron Man? He discovers his ability. His first villain is basically someone else trying to capitalize on in a very similar suit. He beats them, learns more about his abilities. Boom. Yep. What happens in Black Panther? Someone shows up in the same suit with similar powers. He comes into his own, beats them. Boom. Ant-Man faces off against someone similar suit, same powers. Like it is kind of a, a, a trope of the Marvel movie where your first movie is you facing off with, you know, Captain America faces off with Red Skull, who is the antithesis of him. Same power set. Boom. Like, that's that's what they did a lot of them. That's the first six issues of a lot of comics. That's that's usually how it goes. You discover your powers. You fight someone who's very similar to you because they also have the same power or they want your power. So, in the end, we actually kind of got that because she comes into her power and she faces off with the antithesis of her, a witch who absorbs power and knows more about her powers than her and is more powerful than her at the beginning. 
and she comes into her own and beats her. So and she was in love with got, John C. Riley and Step Brothers. 100%. Yeah. So she got her first movie, you know, in that way. Like this was Wanda's movie in a way. Mm-hmm. Like this was her, you know, even though we've seen her in the MCU, we got to see more of her origin. We got to see the moment she took connects with the, the mind gem and it wakes up this latent power in her. So it wasn't actually the mind stone that gave her the powers. It just like woke up her powers. Like we got to see all these really cool things and we got that, you know, that first movie. So part of me wonders like, okay, now she go back to being in the team up movies. Now it's a cool, she had her movie. There we go. Carry on. Um, or, you know, like potential. I mean, there's, there's obviously stories that could be told. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, I, I wonder if, I wonder if some of these are going to be one-offs and other ones are going to continue maybe two seasons. I don't know. Um, I can agree on that entirely because it can't go back to being Wanda vision. No, the it's their tagline. A love like you've never seen is designed specifically for that because it is a love that exists only within her mind at this point, since he is gone now with the inclusion of vision, the vision, white vision, we have lots of aspects of the vision in Tom King's The Vision, where right. he understands that he has all these memories, but he knows that he can't be with Wanda. So he starts to create his own family, whether he takes on and, you know, makes himself the vision. There's aspects of who he is now that no longer are fully compatible with Wanda because she is essentially looking at, you know, ship of, of Theseus. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, it's just, a, it's, a, it's, vision but it's not vision at the same time um so there's lots of space to do separate stories about each of them but do i feel that it's going to be specifically wanda vision no got it wanda and vision buddy comedy buddy comedy because it's not the same vision he's like uh what's going on and he just bumbles and drops things and she has to (laughs) that white vision (laughs) why is he gonna be white well, because he's yeah. white. He's white. Oh, got it, got it. He got can it, change the it. color of himself to... He, he learns that in He'll the show. There. He'll get there. So, yeah, so four tens from WandaVision and four tens in this room, if you know what I'm saying. Ew. Back to my my COVID superpower. Your, your penises are large. Uh, Boom! Apparently, I've gained new appendages no, in the no, last, Amy, like... Amy, <laughs> it, it, has, it has a radius. Mm-hmm. I can also see Eddie's, and he's packing. Um, Bingo. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird thing for my COVID vaccine. I love this. Is gonna be great when he listens to this. Yeah. Love your power. I mean, here's here's the thing about the superpower. Everyone's like, oh, how's that helpful? How's that helpful? It might not be the most helpful, but it's gonna get me on the Avengers because the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go up to Cap and I'm be like, hey man, I can tell the world that you're gigantic. And there he goes. <laughs> and then and then poor you know um, Scott's gonna be like, I can be gigantic whatever I choose. There it is. My penis senses are are odd near. Ant-Man you mean your Baskin Robin senses? They always slices? know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's his Baskin Robin sense. Actually, no. I could use my power. I could use my power for good too, because I can. I can uh, start a rumor. No, I don't want. I don't want anyone to body shame villains, but that could be a way to get around. Anyway, um, just for so, a moment to make yeah. them off their game. Wait, just what? for no. a moment in time. No. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> this episode. We are the Capeless Crusaders. My name is, of course. David Barry, I am joined this evening by the full crew, the full capeless crew. First, hailing from Galt, California, weighing in tonight at a whopping uh, 792 stone. 
What is grief if not love persevering? Oh, yeah, that fucking line. I love that goddamn line. This is the Azorian one, Anthony Steve, sending love everyone, to your when, heart. When, oh, it was a great line, and mm. then everyone's like, oh, take notes, screenwriters, and all these screenwriters got all pissy about it. Like, oh, I could write it, but fuck off. It was a good <laughs> Because every writer was doing this. Mother. That's a good one. All right. It's good. From California, weighing in at 26 candy bars. <laughs> Really? 26? I don't know. I don't know what they're made out of. It depends. Are they king size or not? This is Amy. He would know. He would know. know. Yes. He yes. Know. Yes. I would know. Everyone's got one. No, but it's not, they're not king size. They're actually those weird ones you can get around the holidays, the Snickers. Anyway. Um, you mean the five pounder? Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The share, the, sh- the, the cut and shares, like original yeah. style? No, don't cut and share it, Amy. Jesus. Do the Valvinas. Oh, wait. I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking about penises again. Not, anyway. Um, Haley, I don't, Manderson, what is, technically, what town are you in now? Are he you in hails Eldorado? from Eldorado Hills. Yeah, Eldorado Hills. Cameron Park. Cameron, Haley. Oh, dang. Cameron Park, it's... weighing in at, uh, a whopping uh, six uh, wet towels. I was gonna say three <laughs> bottles of scotch and a and a tumbler. Same. There you go. Uh, this is Super Manderson. Uh, Cameron Park is a special place to live, <laughs> according to our town plaque. There, the request anyway. view. According to the thing I walk by. Thank you for hanging out. Um, if you haven't yet, I mean, hopefully we didn't spoil too much of it. We did, but check out WandaVision. It was great. Check out the the doc. Didn't realize it dropped, but uh, on the Friday that it didn't, the, after the finale, there was a, a cool documentary on the making of WandaVision. You get to see some fun things, get to see some cool interviews. You get to see Paul Bettany looking really weird with a bald cap and his ears sticking out all painted. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Where you learn how they CGI him, it's a lot of fun. Hey, thanks for hanging out. We are the Capus Crusaders. A good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>